Hello, beautiful people. Quick question. Have you ever thought to yourself, I've been passed up for a promotion, but I don't understand why? Or I want to change in my career, but where do I even begin? We know we're not the only ones that have had these questions. And that's why we started this podcast. It's called Career Gems for the Journey. And we hope that as you listen, you'll discover some gems for your career journey. I'm Leah Murphy, and I wear many hats. I'll tell you about three of them. I'm an engineer by trade, a career coach, and an entrepreneur, all while working to stay happily married and raise three children. And my name is Alma Gordon. I'm a brand marketer, entrepreneur, and serial passion pursuer with a business approach to my endeavors, but always with a creative spin. And we're two really great friends that have supported one another throughout our professional careers. I mean, we've been through it all, and we're here to share some authentic stories, key successes, and setbacks. You're not going to want to miss this. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Gems for the Journey. We're so excited to have you with us. If you are new to the scene, thank you. Hopefully, we will not let you down. And if you're one of our loyal listeners, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I'm Amma. And I am Leah. And we are excited today. I mean, honestly, every time you listen to one of our episodes, we're always excited. It's, it, I, I promise you it's genuine, though. And, but today is going to be a little bit of a special one because we are highlighting Miss Leah Murphy, career coach extraordinaire. And I will let her introduce herself as uh, in terms of what she does in a second. But essentially, we're going to flip the tables today. I will be a client of Leah's. And I mean, I, we do this all the time informally as friends, um, but she legit coaches me as a career, like as an entrepreneur, managing a business, managing uh, employees, managing teammates. So we're going to do this live on today's episode. But before we kick off, because I've got some pretty important questions to, and hopefully Leah can help me navigate through that. But um, I'll let Leah introduce herself as a career coach, what she does and how she works with people. Well, thanks, Ama. I am a certified career coach. I have the pleasure of being able to work with individuals who are already really smart, really dedicated, really committed to doing excellent work. But my responsibility is to help people thrive and build thriving careers. So I do that through building competence as well as confidence in my clients. And I get to build a really unique connection that helps them meet their own individual objective that they define. And then my job is to help them navigate to get there. As they captain their own ship, um, my job is to help them be the career navigator so that they can reach success as they define it. So Am and I get the opportunity to do this freestyle all the time, which is a lot of pressure, right? The stakes get high because you care, right? I care so much about um, Ama, but I also care about my clients because I really feel that I am so grateful to be able to do this work because I care about it so much and it's tied to my purpose. So I love to do the work of career coaching and help people build thriving careers. So we're going to do a little bit of that just to snip it today. And just as a disclaimer, each one of these sessions that I do with clients are unique to the individual and the problem that they're trying to solve or the objective that they're trying to accomplish. 
So what you will hear today is unique to Amma's circumstance and her situation. And it is also something that is evolving, right? There's a lot of times where you don't get to total conclusions in one session. So I get an opportunity to work with folks over time so that they can progress against their objectives. So that's my little disclaimer. This is not exactly what you would experience, but it is a snippet, right? It's a teaspoon of what you would experience in a coaching um, relationship. Now, Leah, can we clear up some myths and misconceptions? So I'm going to sort of a rapid fire of questions and you can just answer them. I'm unemployed. Can you help me get a no, job? That is not my thing. I want a promotion. Can yes, you help me do I that? can help you do that. I want more money. Can you help me do that? I can that? help you do that if you're prepared to do the work to get you to the place to be able to do that. My boss is a real asshole. Can you help me fix it so that they can no, stop? Being I cannot help you fix someone else. What I can help <laughs> you do is to better understand yourself, bring your self awareness um, up to a higher notch, and make sure your own emotional intelligence is growing so that you can navigate those situations in a way that makes you feel safe and whole. But, you know, I can't help him. He needs to come to me directly. <laughs> I can't help him through you. That's. That's so funny that you made that asshole of him. Ouch. I specifically <laughs> use that adjective. I didn't want to infer that it was a he or a she, but that's so funny you said that. Okay, uh, another question. My employees don't listen to me. Can you help me? Definitely. Okay. I work on a bunch of projects with a bunch of people. I'd rather just do my own thing, come in, collect my paycheck, and leave. Can you help me? you know, figure out how I can change my job or my day-to-day -day so that that could be what I do instead of working. I can help you find what your fit is. I can help you define that for yourself. And then I can help you to create a plan to work towards making a transition. Um, so I would say it depends. Okay, good. So those were sort of the the top few questions. I did a little bit of a, a Google Q&A search for common questions people want to know or misconceptions that people have about career coaches and the type of results they think that, you know, might come of sessions, you know, sort of like therapy, you know what I mean? People are like, oh, I'm going to go to therapy because you need fixing. And it's like, wait a minute, mm, not sure that that's what therapists do. They don't go and fix people, especially like people. No, who are, or I think you. The, <laughs> the, the thing about coaching is um, I believe all my clients are whole and complete as they are, as they show up. It's a matter of, Ooh, wait a minute. Lee, give yeah, us some time to breathe. Wait I believe my clients are whole and complete when they show up. It is the need for coaching that people tap into when they want to transition when they want to pivot, when they want to elevate and move into another place. So when you said, can you help me find a job? I'm not a recruiter, right? I'm not going to companies and shopping your resume. I'm not, I'm not doing that. But what I can do is make mm -hmm. sure that you are really clear on your talents, on your capabilities, on your competencies, and I can build confidence in you so that when you show up to that recruiter or when you show up to that job interview or when you show up to that networking event, 
that you are fully aware of what you do. You are clear on how you present that and you're very confident in what you bring to the table. So that helps you to get jobs. But um, I don't shop resumes. That's that's not my thing. There are a lot of talented recruiters and agencies out there that do that great work. And I do partner with some of them so I can connect you with some. But um, no, directly, I am not a recruiter. So I won't be looking for roles for you, but I can definitely help you get to a great place. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no. And I mean, it sounds like truly what career coaches do. And I, I honestly do think of them in the realm of counselors, uh, you know, therapists, because it really requires some introspective work. Right. And I think Leah touched on something that was really important, which is you are already whole, right? You already have what it takes. It's a matter of digging deep, being able to uncover your potential, uncover maybe, you know, some stones that haven't been turned over for you to kind of look at things differently, right? Because uh, I've witnessed this firsthand because Leah truly believes that we all have what it takes and her job is just to bring the best out of the situation, out of us and to help us see a little clearer, yeah. you know? You're so, absolutely right. You have um, that right, um, Leah? What I help people do is tap on un tapped capacity, right? So you already have it within you to your point. You're already very capable. You show up whole, but there are areas of ourselves that require some introspection. And there's also areas where we are not fully seeing the circumstance that we're operating in. So it's just an opportunity to work together to, um, to bring those insights or those really powerful moments that are already within you up to the surface. So the things that you know intrinsically deep down that just need to be brought up to the surface. And you know, when I do it for career, I help people focus on what is a huge part of their life and identity, right? Career takes a lot of time, energy, and space for us. So it's very, um, it, it can be very emotional. It can be very financial. It can be very relational. It takes up a lot of our time and energy. So helping people to get focused and have a clear strategy to be successful in career really enables them to have other things in their life also get unlocked. So that's why I like to focus on that area. Um, there are a lot of great coaches that focus in a, you know, a number of different areas, whether they be really broad ranging or really narrow. Career is the area where I feel like um, there's so much to gain for that individual, as well as I love it. And, you know, I can bring my experience from working for 15 years in corporate America. I can bring my experience from leading nonprofit um, from a board standpoint. Um, so the layers that I have in my own work and then my ability to actually coach and help people build strategies really, I feel like is the ideal combination to help people. So I love the work. I love helping people reach their objective. And it, every time I have a client that gets a win, whether it's they get exactly what they need, they manage a tough conversation that they weren't otherwise prepared for, they decide to make a pivot and leave one organization to go to a new organization. Every time it feels like a brand new, fresh set of renewed energy to continue to do the work because this is what I'm here for. Yeah. And here's two gems that uh, you dropped that I picked up, right? <laughs> is that uh, it requires you to do the work, right? Uh, this requires some work to be done. Uh, don't expect to kind of come to a session and Leah give you all the answers and you walk away and you're like, great. Like you just, you know, ordered a combination plate 
at the Chinese food restaurant, right? Or <laughs> you ordered uh, an extra value meal, right? At the drive-thru. No, no, no. Um, you've got to do the work, right? You've got to be in the kitchen. You got to have picked up the groceries um, to prepare that meal. And then the other, I would say, is um, that it's not a one size fits all, right? That's that, a second gem that I picked up. It's not, you know, <laughs> the same cookie cutter approach for everyone. So those are two things that I picked up. Hopefully you guys picked them up too. And we'll just dive right in. Uh, I tried to think of a challenge that not only I face as a business owner, entrepreneur, CEO, people manager, but uh, also that no matter what industry you work in or what level, if titles are a part of your role, but I tried to pick something that all of us could relate to. And it's really, what do you do when people just don't work the same way you do, right? So you're in an environment that requires working with others, which is really most environments, right? You know, unless it's an automated type of job where you're kind of pushing a button and walking away or making sure things on a screen work. But even then, typically people report to others or need things, you know, checked by colleagues or supervisors. So I'm not sure that there is too many roles that don't require some sort of collaboration at some point. Uh, so I do think this is one that many people can relate to. But what do you do? What do you do when you work in an environment with others uh, that have a different work style? They have a different work ethic. They have a different drive, ambition, uh, reason. You know, you know, in marketing, we call this a uh, reason to believe, but really a different reason to believe that they need to be there. Right. How do you navigate that type of working relationship so that you get the results that the business requires? So if I was to put this in a really simple question, the question is, what do you do when people just don't work? Are you laughing? Are you laughing at my facial expression? Because I'm I'm like, no, really. Like, what do you do? Like, we've aligned on the results. We all know what needs to happen here. And they just don't work the same way. And as a result, we're not getting the, the business results that we need. Like, we're not meeting the deadlines. You know, what we said was going to happen is not happening. Like, what's up? How do we get them to work the so, way, you know, we I need think them to there work? you tapped on a couple of things that are really important. And I just want to continue to clarify what it is, um, what it is you're trying to define here, because this is a problem that several people have and across industries. And I think the thing that um, I would want to ask first is you understand that you guys have different work styles. What does it mean for you to work to collaborate directly with this person is is it a matter of this is what I do this is what you do let's go off and we're going to come back together or is it a matter of needing them to see what you see in the way you see it and needing you to see their point of view and the way they see it so it's just, are we completely misaligned where we have no idea or do you have just differing opinions and that continues to be a roadblock we can start to personalize the story. So I'll tell you exactly what it is for me. We've aligned on the objectives. We've aligned on the business goals. We've aligned on the roles of the individual parties. And it's just not getting done on the other side. Mm -hmm. I'm doing, FYI guys, I'm doing my side. 
not only am I doing my side, but I'm do, I'm doing my side plus more. And that might be some of the challenge that maybe Leah might highlight, but who knows? But to answer your question, uh, everything has been aligned on. Everyone's got their jobs, you know, and can go in their corners, complete it and come back. And it, they're, they're either not coming back after they've left for their corner or they're coming back with maybe 20% of what was aligned would be delivered okay. by that time. So I hear a lot of frustration in your voice, right? Even as you're describing it. I was so, I was trying to sound so calm uh, because I, you know, it's, it's been happening for such a long time. I'm like actually not even frustrated anymore. <laughs> yeah. A bit. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I think, I, can't hide it. I think there. that mm-hmm. the reason why I brought it up is because when we are already in our own energy, feeling frustrated, sometimes it takes our ability to sit in the other person's seat or be more creative away. So it kind of is like, this is what I need. Why don't I have what I need? Ah, right. Like that's kind of the place that we can get in sometimes. I'm not saying that that's your situation, but I wanted to just acknowledge it that, you know, being frustrated is human and it's natural considering the circumstance. Um, But you said that you've already gotten the alignment. It sounds like you've done a lot of work for folks to get on the same page and there might be a different level of um, motivation potentially with this individual than what you would expect. So how have you approached having these conversations with the person in the past? What I like to try to tap into is what work have you already done? Just so I can step back, <laughs> when we are done with this session, what would success look like for you? What do you need um, to have when we're done our session today so that you can move forward and feel like this was time well spent and it removes some of the um, some of the concerns or um, frustrations that you brought into this conversation. What does success look like for this time? Yeah, I probably should have thought about that before this session. Hey guys, newsflash, this is real time. So I didn't actually plan <laughs> this. We didn't actually do a, like a you know a little planning session of how this would go. So I'm going to think of this on the spot. So I need to I need to get to a place like I'm not giving up on this business. So um, I need to get to a place where as I continue to push forward, I can feel confident that I am moving in the direction that the business needs. And I've intentionally taken it off myself, right? Because I'm N of one and the business that I've started is really not even about me. It's about other people. So what I think may not necessarily be the best um, or most appropriate to satisfy the needs of our clients. So in short, I would say I would like to leave this session feeling confident that there is some sort of roadmap to continue to build this business um, and reach the clients that we have outlined Okay. So what I heard there was you need to feel confident that there is a roadmap to reach your clients, but you also are looking to continue to build this business. So, (laughs) oh yeah. Perfect. So, I mean, the one thing that you said there that was really powerful without even prompting is like, I'm not giving up on this, right? I'm just trying to figure out new creative ways in order to advance what I already know is my, you know, my passion, what I'm really connected to. So you're showing up um, in a great way, <laughs> because I think you have to be open to what comes out of the coaching session in order to 
feel like the outcomes are going to be what you need it to be. And oftentimes people are a little bit more fixed and rigid. So I'm, I'm glad that you're starting from that place. Oh, Leah, you know me. I'm like fluid. Like, well, let's. <laughs> not a thing. Yeah. Okay. Rigid is so I'm clear on what success will look like. <laughs> and you step through the things that you've already tried. Um, so I'm curious, have these things come up for you in other, in other roles for you? And what can we take from those um, circumstances? I'm not going to lie, Leah. I have never experienced this lack of commitment ever professionally. Like I've come from a corporate background or even um, when I, I did a short stint in teaching or even when I worked in finance, right? Uh, I have never worked with anyone or for any corporation or any business that didn't have specific um, guardrails and goals that the team was set to meet, that the team had aligned on, and people just didn't deliver. I've never experienced that. Uh, we've, we've, of course, everyone, you know, has had an experience where you didn't necessarily reach what you thought you would reach or what you hoped for. But a heads up or a realignment happened, and you know, you move the goalpost. So. I've never experienced where people it. just don't and do knowing what you do. and having an opportunity to do this work with you in the podcast and in other forums, I know that you are a results driven deliverer, right? Like you're going to come through your reliability and your consistency is something that you show up with no matter what it is you're working on from baby showers to founding companies. So <laughs> I think from that standpoint, acknowledging <laughs> you, right. And what you bring to the table um, from the outside looking in, sometimes it can it can get lost, right? Which is like, this is how I am. This is how I show up. And, you know, I'm out here working to be fantastic. And I just want them to show up and be pretty good. And I'm struggling to get pretty good out of this equation. And you know what, Leah? Um, and that's probably why that was my initial title of the, you know, or that I kind of entered the episode with, you know, what do you do when people don't work like you? And thank you for, for saying that because I think it clarified it because it was less of work just like me. It's more like just the like me is the commitment, right? Not necessarily skill level, not experience, not like, you know, I'm better or not better or I do this. Like it's none of that. It's if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And if I can't do it, I communicate very clearly that I can't do it. Leah, you can attest to this, right? If I'm like... If you're like, hey, you know, can you do this? I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> or if if you're like, hey, can you do this or tell me? And I'm like, okay, here's here's what I can do. And I'm very clear about that. And if some there's some sort of change that needs to happen, I communicate that ahead of time, not like, you know, 10 days after I said I would do it. So that's actually what I'm asking for and what my challenge is when people don't operate that way, which I guess now that I'm talking through it is more of a communication style. Uh, and commitment level uh, that has to kind of be worked through that I'm so really trying to So I think you just had an insight figure there. out. I think the what you thought or how we started it. Let's pause for a second. Guys, this is how good Leah is, right? He's like, wait, she's just like, <laughs> I don't know, she did some trickery, right? <laughs> where, where she's like, alakazam, and <laughs> I'm saying things <laughs> that I didn't even know. <laughs> and then she then she makes it seem like it's my idea. So you just had an insight knowing 
gosh darn well that she asked me the right questions to make sure that I'm saying so I'm what over she here cracking wanted up me to get to. You're right. That's what coaching is, right? We talking. You already have what you need within you. It's just a matter of helping to move through it in a way that helps you to tap into your own capacity, your own insights. Bam. That's where I am. That's that's what I do. So you did though. You had a legit insight as you were talking through it real time. And I took a note and I don't know if you saw me scribbling to the side. It seems like there's two lanes to this now that you've kind of identified. There's communication style and there's execution. Um, and both of them seem to be, you know, better opportunities. So on the mode of communication style, what about that? And I'm, I'm seeing you vigorously head nodding. So let's just talk, talk through communication style. You could have your highest and best case of communication style in this business arrangement? And then what does it look like today? And where then we can walk through how to get moving in a different direction? Yeah. So my ideal communication style is to collaborate on ideas, you know, verbally, right? Have face-to-face or, you know, we're still in a global pandemic. So virtual face-to-face conversations where different thoughts and different ideas are shared um, collaborated on, built upon, and then documented, right? So we can kind of take a snapshot, right? I don't know about other people's memories, but there's always so much going on. I can't always remember everything. So it has to be written down, shared, right? So after it's said, then it's written down. And then what was written is shared, right? So everyone's like, yeah, that's, that's what we said, or "Mm, we're missing some things, right? We all align on that. And then everyone goes and does their thing, right? And if, you know, you need to tap into other teammates at different times, you can do that, you know, on your own time as needed. You just set up time. So my approach is more of a hybrid approach of of communication of both verbal uh, and written in um, established sort of cadences of time and then also tracked along the way. And that's just for, you know, efficiencies, right? If you're working in different time zones or if you have different workloads or different lifestyles, if you have some sort of system, you know, I'm going to reference back to this project tracker I gave as an example that people are kind of updating, you know, at, on their own leisure, um, but done by a certain date that was aligned on. It allows people to just take a peek and, and know where other people are, right? It helps you understand whether it's even a good time to ask the question that you have for yours, because maybe they didn't get to that, st- you know, that step yet. Let's just address commitment because the yep. communication style as an expectation and the way you're able to explain it, it sounds like. Wait, actually, before we move on to commitment, uh, what I've identified as you're talking is that my communication preference, this ideal communication flow that I just described, is not that of my other team members. There's some team members that have never even, you know, used or created a project tracker. So there's a learning curve there. Uh, and there's also some that just don't, there's a disconnect between how they communicate verbally and what they write. And, um, you know, some are just heavier on the verbal piece. They can say all these great ideas, but they, you know, it, they just don't write it down. I don't know if it's a time thing or they don't want to, or it's not their thing, or it just feels too confining that they're not going to get everything in there because the box is too small. You know, I don't, I don't know. But um, that is, I think, one of the, the key differences is some just like to have that verbal communication heavy on the verbal, 
very low on the written. And I also have a team member that is low on the verbal. It's just trying to pull information out of her. Like, so what do you think? Like, well, I, I agree. Like, okay. You know, low on the verbal, but then also needs pushing on the written. So what they're writing, it's like, okay, I get it, but can you can you be a little more comprehensive with what you're trying to say here or what we're working towards? So as I'm talking this through, sounds like if I'm gonna use three of the team members, there's three team members, including myself, with three very completely different communication styles. And that is where the challenge might lie. Um, which is probably where a lot more of the time needs to be spent um, because the commitment level, I truly believe the commitment level is there for everyone um, on the team. Uh, we, we all have our different sort of passions for why we've gotten into this. No, you beat um, me there, so yeah, right? You had another insight because my, so my question was going to be, one. okay, you, you're clear on communication style being one of the challenges and what you're not seeing um, to kind of ladder back to what do I do when people don't work like me? And I was just going to poke a little bit further on commitment to see if that's another area in which um, there is something where there is a big disconnect. Because you said something powerful there, which is there's a learning curve that is steeper for other folks that you are working with in areas that you are already really sharp and capable in. And identifying that learning curve really allows you an opportunity to kind of step back. And first, it's important to have um, just a broad perspective, right? Sometimes when we're in it and in the moment, it becomes really challenging to, um, to take a helicopter view. And this is an opportunity to take that helicopter view and kind of look down on the situation in objective light. Um, but you already got there, right? Because you are clear that their commitment is there and they believe in the work and you have confidence in their um, belief in the mission and the purpose for the work that you guys are doing. But that learning curve is coming into really sharp view as the biggest part of the challenge. So when you think about that communication and you think about um, the verbal, the written, the shared, as kind of the three pillars for the way that you um, work your best, where can they move to on that learning curve progressively rather than getting to the end of it? That would be, in your mind, a clear point that the roadmap is getting built? I don't know. That's why I need you, Leah. Uh, <laughs> because, I mean, I don't know what else to do uh, for the, the for the written part that's missing other than doing it for them, which I'm not going to do anymore. Uh, because what I did try doing was we would have this heavy, heavy verbal, long meetings, way longer than I wanted. But I just started, um, like, it's almost like they were dictating. And I was you know, just typing what they were saying um, so that I had what I needed because they weren't doing it. They weren't doing it during the meeting, which wasn't, you know, wouldn't what I expected or anything, but they weren't doing it after or, you know, there was no way for me to know what milestones they were at because it wasn't being captured. All I knew was what was being said. So I tried an approach where, okay, at our meetings, I guess I'll just capture what you have done and type it in there for you. I'm not doing that no more. Um, and since then, things haven't been shared, written, nor captured in a tracker of sorts. So 
I don't know what to do other than get used to not getting anything in writing. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not about having a bunch of meetings to talk. Uh, so I'm not really sure what to do. I want to keep the cadence and the number of meetings the same. I want to keep the time frame the same. I, you can be President Obama. Nobody needs more than an hour for a meeting um, at any one sitting. So I'm not moving our meetings more than an hour. So I don't really know what to do to to get what I need to feel confident or to, to understand that things are laid out clearly for the business without just doing it myself. So it that's not healthy. It's clear that you have a job. clear standard and expectation and potentially that standard and expectation is where the resistance is coming from with your team. So wondering if you are seeing an overt resistance to this communication mm -hmm. style um, that you show up with and it is further challenging you guys to be able to move forward, that there is intentional resistance that's coming um, to the standard that you're setting. So I'm just curious. I'm saying, is your question, are they doing this on purpose? Okay, okay. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think some of it is, I want to believe that they really want to, because it's not an issue for everyone. Because like I said, there's a few different challenges. One was just like, I've never done this. I don't know how to do this. So after they, you know, I showed them how they kind of did it. Um, and then, but it's not, another, it's not their it's conditioning, like, right? Know, it's not their natural I haven't state had time of being the way that it's your being. natural state of being where you're going to, even when you get off track, you're going to revert back to what your natural state of being is. It sounds mm -hmm. like for both of them, further conditioning and commitment to that conditioning over time would be necessary in order to see the light that you're looking to see, um, which requires a lot of you. I was just about to say that I was just. Honestly, I was just about to say that that requires a lot. It's almost like a coach, like what you're doing, right? Or, you know, part of what our business model is, which is, you know, counseling intended parents that really want to have babies and helping them get there through different reproductive services. It takes a lot out of you to coach someone, right? To help, you know, kind of guide them in a certain direction uh, consistently, right? which is probably why most therapy sessions aren't usually more than once or twice a week. But that's a lot of me. I don't have, I don't have the capacity to coach whole adult individuals um, on top of the work that is required for the business. I just don't have a big enough team. But what I did think of, as you were saying, was potentially hiring or bringing another member on the team to help support the outages, if you will. I think a business like a puzzle, right? And everybody's got their specialty areas and some might be, you know, the, 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 the conversationalists and really engaging and others might be really good at organizing. Some may be really good at coming up with ideas, right? So, um, it may be a matter of, and I actually thought about this the other day, me just taking a step back and I got my little whiteboard in my office and like, and this, this is where the marketer comes out, right? I start drawing circles of, okay, what I have, 
right? And then, um, actually, no, I start with what I need, right? I start with what I need for the business in terms of roles to be covered. And then I draw circles of what I have, and then I can see what's missing. So a solution might be to just bring in someone, you know, or people that fill in the gaps of what's missing. Because some people are really good at just like note-taking and checking in on people, following up and, you know, being the whatever. Um, so that might be a potential solution. Uh, of course, that would require a cash outlay. It's clear that you value the members on the team for what they are good at, which is really important, right? You believe that they're valuable assets to the team. It's not like throwaway baby in the bathwater. It's a, I, there are things that you're really good at and there's things that are opportunities. And as a CEO, as a leader of an organization, to be able to look down on your organization and say, these are the parts that I have running really well. And these are the parts that I don't. Is exactly that the need is for the organization from you. And I know you have other roles in addition to that. But the other thing is the consistency um, and then the hiring to support outages. Big, huge insight. Really, really big. Hey, guys, I, I think I'm getting an A plus on this. Did you, did, did you guys hear how many times she said you've um, I think you found an insight? I don't know. I'm counting like four now. How many, I'm how not, many times I'm not do you have to say insight before I cross. get a, I'm not a, star, a gold star? But, you know, that's kind of the point <laughs> as of the a session. client. <laughs> um, so you are. You're doing an excellent job. Let me acknowledge <laughs> your effort and your contribution to this session for your own success. I am here to enable that success. Thank you. The consistency in someone to bring them along is what you don't have and what it sounds like based on what you're experiencing they need. So this kind of middle ground that you've identified for yourself is how do I hire for the outages? I think it's really huge. And it kind of steps us back to the overall objective is how do I push forward to feel that we're doing what's best for the business? I have some things that are key assets that are working well, and but I have some outages. So how do I hire against those outages potentially? Or whether it's a person, whether it's a process, whether it's a software, whether it's a um, a means to aggregate, you know, information, whether it's recording softwares. I think you have a number of things that it sounds like you could potentially tap into to fill out some of your outages. And I think seeing that your team is a valuable asset as they are, and they're all whole and complete, but they don't have everything you need to run the business. The, so the individuals are one thing, being able to run the business, I think is a whole nother thing. And it feels like that's where you're narrowly focusing in on. Yeah. I'm always about the business. Like it's never really personal for me. Um, I've, I, it's just not really my style. And I'm just thinking about some feedback when I left corporate and they had a little party for me. I don't say party, a little brunch, but, uh, and one of, um, my assistants that worked for me, that's what she said that she really valued, I guess, about me, that it was never about anything else other than the business. I always wanted to do what was best for the business. So it's not, I like this because I just like it, or I don't like this because I don't like it, or this is my preference. It was never about me, right? It's like, well, this is what our consumers or our customers are saying. So this is what, you know, the guidance is. It's not even about my opinion. I actually hate that, you know, color teal or whatever it is, right? But who cares what I think? Because people who are buying it, they love it. People who, you know, are interested in what we're selling, they love it. So that's, let's do that, you know? And uh, that is what it's about for my business now too. 
is how do we how do we get the best service to uh, the people who need it most? How do we get the most comprehensive, streamlined service? And um, you know, we're all you know pieces of this puzzle, right? Which is why I don't believe in doing anything by yourself. Uh, so I think that's it, you know. And I think part of it is just also bringing the insights that you have identified to my day to day um, to be able to identify. Sometimes when I'm in the thick of it, I lose my ability to be insightful and, and see what's on the, like the writing that's on the wall. And what I have noticed is that there is this like desire to please, right? But the desire is to please me, not the business. And it's like, it's not really about me. This is just one idea. If there's another way that we can accomplish this, I'd rather, instead of you continuing to try to please what you think I want and then not being able to deliver no, <laughs> no matter how hard you try, stop banging your head against the wall. Like, I don't want your head to bleed. Let's just have a conversation about what works for you to still accomplish the goal. It's about the goal. It's about the business, not what I'm a wants. It's just... I'm an idea generator. I, I usually have a lot of ideas. I like coming up with ideas, you know, but I'm open to other ideas as well. And I think that might be some of some of it, because if you heard some of these conversations, Leah, you would you would crack up like, oh, you know, I can do that. I can do that. And in my head, I'm like, you haven't done five of the last seven things you offered to do. So I appreciate you offering to do this, too. But no, let's don't don't add that to your plate. Next day. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. I don't want to add more to your plate. Like nothing's coming off the plate. Why are you I keeping that? You more? said something. This is not that buffet. Like even, I don't understand. I didn't <laughs> like, even um think about when we started this conversation where their commitment maybe um that now that you're talking through it, is their commitment when you're in these meetings and in these discussions to try to please you in the meeting right? To get you to say, well done, right? And and like go to the next meeting as opposed to really moving the business forward. So, you know, and the way that you explained it, how do you refocus them on the business every time um, as you're seeing this kind of desire to please you or raise my hand because I, you know, it'll make you happy. Yeah. And maybe I can do a better job at probing, especially for people who aren't big chatters, chatter boxes. Uh, I had a really good um, inf like idea or, that came from one of my teammates that is not a big talker recently. Like I came to the discussion with a strong idea because I know she's not a talker and she prefers direction. Like she doesn't like she's just tell me what to do. So I always feel obligated to actually, you know, okay, so this is what I've thought through and this is, you know, what we can, you know, what I'll tell you I want to do, but hopefully we can talk through it. It wasn't until the very end that she suggested a really great idea that turned the whole thing upside down. And so we left the meeting where I said, okay, I originally had this thought coming in. We're going to pause that. And I'm going to set up a meeting with someone else and that you recommended. And yeah, we'll I think visit this. I, I love when that you happens. You are um, getting to spend I love more time happens. with the team where, and I, I, I want to make sure that I choose the right word here. I think what they say they're capable of and able to deliver versus what they are actually capable of and delivering and you continuing to be able to discern that is going to be really important. 
right? So like this, this interaction that you just gave as an example um, could be multiplied mm -hmm. or could be, mm -hmm. you know, just the first, the first um, thread in the sweater that needs to get pulled to reframe your own thinking on how the team is going to show up and how they're going to work uh, their best. So I'm wondering if you feel like you're open to that. Being able to identify the difference between what someone says their capabilities are and understanding actually what their capabilities are <laughs> and their potential is now that's CEO, CEO status right there. Like CEO, like that is, that's me like, mama, I made it, you know, <laughs> like, because that requires so much forethought, foreshadowing, understanding of people, understanding of the business and being able to pull this whole puzzle piece together and understand how everything can work together. And it's not in the weeds. It is so far up and above that people don't even realize how the clouds are gathering above so that it's the perfect storm. And, and that's what you really are, right? Status. That's what you really are for this business. Nice. So I heard you say it's not in the weeds. So it feels like because you don't have all of the gaps filled on your team, you're spending more time doing things that may be closer to the weeds, which doesn't allow you to get that helicopter view sometimes and get that 30,000 foot. So I love that. I love that. Like that's really CEO status. And that's really where you feel like you need to play because your business is going to grow. Your business is going to be successful. You are filling a gap in the market that people actually need. There are people whose lives will be changed as a result of the purpose that you set for this business. And it's just a matter of time, right? And being patient with yourself, giving yourself full grace to grow as the company needs you to grow and to invest where the company needs you to invest. Because that's what a real... CEO visionary does, and that's who you are. So everything that comes along with it is just a part of your process to get to your destination. Ah, oh, thank you, Leah. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, is what you want from a career coach. <laughs> and I'm completely <laughs> overwhelmed and impressed sometimes, like overwhelmed with my like, yo, y'all are out here killing it without having coaching. Like imagine how great you continue to be with the support of a coach with the support of someone who believes in you and your capacity um, in a really significant and intentional way that is just for you, that is not influenced by your teammates, not influenced by your boss, not influenced by your parents, not influenced by your partner and what you need. And that's what career coaching does, that one-to-one -one connection. What you needed to come out of this conversation with is clarity that a roadmap is still forming for this company to be built and that your investment to not give up is one that is real. And you're going to keep building on top of that investment of not giving up. And I think what you did today is a really, really clear indicator of both of those things. There is the roadmap to keep going and your commitment to not giving up is absolutely the foundation. And you'll continue to build that by adding the right people to in support of that. Yeah. And I think if I continue to have some good energy, the universe will send totally, me some good people. Totally. I believe it too. You know. So was this time valuable so, for you? Absolutely. I've got my roadmap. I have got <laughs> my confidence and my insights. I think I had about five or six by the end of the conversation. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to, to, to drill it down, because some people are super literal. And Leah, you know this, I'm a little bit more of like, I can be kind of cerebral, spatial thinker sometimes. Um, but to break it down to like the literal sense, 
uh, I need to find someone to fill the gap in terms of the short term and uh, allow um, me, you know, put put more less focus on in the weeds once I'm able to find, you know, the few people to fill those gaps and um, which would give me the space and time to have that, you know, helicopter view that is required to ensure that everyone feels fulfilled, valued, uh, so that they can work at their highest potential. And no one's stretching beyond um, where they feel comfortable so that they can maintain uh, a sustainable role in the business and we continue to grow. And, and that clarity will continue to come um, through your commitment. So the last part of coaching sessions are often, when do you want to get started against this roadmap, against this new plan? How do you leverage these insights as quickly as possible? Just really trying to make sure that you don't lose the momentum of this moment. When you put it on a calendar, when you write it down, when you make a commitment to yourself, our goal as coaches is to help you keep commitment to yourself. So when do you want to get started? Well, I sent a text while we were on this and I got some options uh, for potential hires. <laughs> so I'm going to explore them. Um, in all fairness, I did, you know, reach out to a few people over the past few weeks, uh, just thinking like, all right, you know, I'm going to need help. I don't really know exactly where the help is, but send me people if you know of. And I think there might be someone in this stash for sure that I can reach out to today, actually. And I am really grateful that you gave me this time today to talk through it. Thank you, coach. You're welcome. All right, people. So what you heard was Amas and she's a fantastic client. Mm -hmm. She's also someone who comes in being very receptive to other options. And um, that's a critical part of showing up as a client is you have to be receptive. You have to be open, but it's my job as a coach to help you stay open. Um, so you show up with what you have and then we'll build together. So this has been so much fun. I absolutely love it. And um, I, there were questions that I didn't ask and I would love to get more into the weeds on this topic, but um your opportunity to have a free coaching session, um, a 20 minute consultation with me is always available. You can go to my website at gemsforthejourney.org. That's gemsforthejourney.org. And you can register for a free 20 minute coaching consultation with me, Leah Murphy. And um, I will do the work to address your specific need and to help you figure out what coaching commitment you can make in order to deliver success as you define it. So would love to hear from you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye guys. This was Amma Gordon and Leah Murphy. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode gave you some real gems that you can use on your own career journey. Come back for the next episode and be sure to follow us on social at gems for the journey on Instagram and career gems for the journey on LinkedIn. You can also email us at info at gemsforthejourney.org with any questions or comments you may have.